Hello and welcome to this IBR Extra, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. In the 12th edition of our program, which aired during the third weekend of March 2020, we focused on the economic impact of the COVID-19 novel coronavirus. The extent of the virus was just becoming known as the Iowa Association of Business and Industries quarterly member survey was being conducted. I spoke with Iowa ABI President Mike Ralston on March 18th about the survey results and Iowa business reaction to the global pandemic generally. The survey obviously was taken at a time prior to this literal explosion of the COVID-19 virus, but at the time the survey was taken, people were already a little bit concerned about the impact on business in the second quarter. They were, Jeff. Um, I can only imagine what the survey would uh, show if it was taken this week, but it was taken two weeks ago, and Iowa manufacturers and other business leaders were uh, already concerned, already dealing with some of the impacts of the COVID-19 virus. Probably the biggest thing is, and the thing that uh, was most uh, illustrated in the survey results, was a concern about supply chain. Uh, Folks were already experiencing disruptions in their supply chain, especially if they had um, materials that came to them from Europe or Asia. Uh, Others had been notified that there would be delays or slowdowns in their uh, supply chain. And so it was already a concern. And again, I'll bet now it's even worse. Obviously, consumers have heard about runs, if you will, at the store on paper products, cleaning products, etc. So we're familiar with how some of those supply chains have broken down to a retail store, but it really is an impediment to manufacturing because you need these raw goods, whether they were going to be coming from China or Europe or wherever. And so even if we had not had the explosion in terms of an outbreak On this continent, we were still going to be affected. We were indeed. uh, I guess one example is steel. Uh, A lot of steel comes from China, comes from Asia, and those folks who use steel in their manufacturing process are seeing some big big disruptions. The numbers themselves showed some concern. Was it, at the time the survey was done, enough that your members were going to be altering their plans for the year because there was a lot of optimism just three months ago in the prior survey. There was a lot of optimism. And in fact, you know, if we look at the survey results, 56 of the survey respondents still plan to make capital expenditures in the second quarter. Now, that's a big deal. That's more than half. But again, if you remember the first quarter of this year, it was almost 80 percent. And so uh, that tells us there's definitely some uh, moderation as far as the optimism that folks see. Might some of that spending have already been done in the first quarter? Or when you ask the question, and this is my ignorance, are you asking about the three-month period, a six-month, a 12-month, or what? We are asking for the three-month period. So yes, much of that expenditure would have been already made in the first quarter. It might be lower than uh, last year at this time, but it's still more than half. Um, The other thing I'd say is, you know, we talked about what would happen if we took the survey now. When we took the survey, the concerns were mostly about business issues, supply chain, that sort of thing. Um, But now I'll bet if we took it, it'd be more workforce issues. How do I protect my employees? How do I make sure that we have enough uh, employees on the job to get our production in? Those sorts of things. And so that's maybe the big change. 
What advice are you giving your members with regard to this? It is one thing for it to be a retail operation. It is one thing for it to be a business that is affected by a public health order, like a restaurant that is forced to close, limit themselves to takeout. But many of your members are manufacturers, and so you've got people who are working not necessarily in very close proximity, but there is a designated manner in which they have to work. You can't just tell somebody on a line that they can go work from home as you or I might be able to. So what do you tell folks? Right. Well, that's something we spent a lot of time on in the last week to 10 days. And you you make the important point, and that is that uh, we're lucky in Iowa to have some very large uh, businesses that are uh, in a position to be able to tell their employees to work from home and it can work. But you're right, if you're on a production line, you're not going to be on that line from home. And so what we've been sharing with our uh, member manufacturers in particular is guidance we've received from Centers for Disease Control and other places, and that is to make sure there's a social distancing. The good news about it is if you're on a line, you're probably at a machine that is some distance, four or five, six feet even away from the next person. But if you're not, uh, one of the things that's been suggested is some sort of physical barrier. Many manufacturers have already done that, put up temporary barriers between machines and production stations. We're also saying that, you know, in the morning when people do their uh, healthy start to the day and they get their employees stretching, uh, gosh, they've got to maintain social distancing. As far as conferences, they've got to do that. And so I've seen some pictures of Iowa manufacturers that have employees meeting in their parking lot so that they can stand in a circle and still be six feet apart. And, you know, those are the kinds of things that have to be done. And so there's a lot of that out there. I am tempted to say that we in the Midwest may be more easily adaptable to this because of what I call the good Midwestern spirit, and so we do it without uh, any fuss. That may not be the case other places. Have you heard, and, and for the audience's benefit, we're speaking around midday on Wednesday, and so by the time people are listening to this on the radio again, 72 hours, the world can change. But at this point, have you heard of any large-scale operations, manufacturing operations that have had to limit workforce, close down due to either health concerns or supply chain issues? I've been asked that question a lot in the last 48 hours, and I'm not aware of any uh, manufacturing facility in Iowa that has had to close. Uh, We've also issued a lot of guidance about uh, unemployment benefits The governor has taken action. The federal government is also taking action to make uh, unemployment benefits available to folks. Um, And so those kinds of things are things that manufacturers in particular are looking at right now. Anyone who says they know what's going to happen in the next 7, 10, 30, 60 days is only acting on optimism or the best information available at that given moment. We've learned that, if nothing else, through all of this. But given how Iowa's workforce is positioned at present, presuming that within 60 days, let's say, we are back to a more normal, not back to normal, but a more normal way of life, how resilient are Iowa's businesses to be able to rebound, recalibrate, and actually progress so that by the time you take the next quarterly survey, the level of optimism not only has not dropped from where it is today, but might actually be where it was in January. Well, that's a great question, and I would answer it this way. Iowa businesses, Iowa business people, are women and men that are uh, optimistic by nature. They're also incredibly uh, practical. 
And I can give you an example. We all know about the terrible uh, situation that happened with Vermeer Corporation in Pella when it was struck by a tornado. And uh, two of their manufacturing facilities, large factories, were uh, destroyed. Within 60 days, they had their manufacturing back at full capacity. I think that's indicative of, of Iowa manufacturers, and perhaps it's indicative of folks everywhere. I don't know. But I know this. Iowa manufacturers are incredibly innovative, uh, positive. Uh, they, uh, they are cooperative. They, they know that their employees are the most important part of their business. So they uh, seek to work closely with them. I believe that whenever this crisis is over, uh, uh, Iowa businesses will, will move quickly to get back up to speed. And as you know, uh, workforce continues to be an issue. In fact, it's funny how many people responded to our survey and said, yes, we're concerned about um, COVID-19, but are still, you know, we're looking for people all the time. And so that, that, that concern never goes away. There really has not been anything like this in terms of recent or even distant history. We've heard comparisons, I suppose in some regions, flood of 2008, 9-11 aftermath, etc. But this... Flu epidemic in 1918. Right, but we didn't have the kind of interconnectedness, the, the manufacturing. So this truly, not to use the phrase everyone is using, but this truly is uncharted waters. It sure seems that way to us, Jeff. And you know, you know more than most that the one thing the one thing that business people fear the most is uncertainty. And so that's that's a real uh, a real issue right now. Mike Ralston is president of the Iowa Association of Business and Industry. We spoke via Zoom on March 18th. Now, you heard us talk in the segment about Iowa manufacturers having to close. At that point, no closures were known. But the day after we talked, Bridgestone announced it was sending about 1,400 workers home from its Des Moines Agricultural Tire Manufacturing Plant. This will be for a two-week period beginning March 22nd to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Others, of course, may follow. The Iowa Association of Business and Industry is a supporter of the Iowa Business Report radio program and podcast. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa with the podcast posted right here every week along with additional IBR extras. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.